Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Hallmandaller, and today we are talking about intellectual wellness with WA's and Brian Garys and Audrey Murko. How are y'all doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well. Good to be here. Awesome. So let's break down intellectual wellness. What does this mean? I think for me, it has a lot to do with the pursuit of learning and the pursuit of growth as well. I think they're really intertwined together. Um, For me, I just love learning in both the classroom and outside of it and life in general. Um, And whenever I do so, I just feel massive growth within me spanning across all eight dimensions of wellness outside of intellectual as well. I agree. I think that's something a lot of William and Mary students have in common is like genuinely enjoying learning for the sake of it and like outside of class putting a lot of time into it as well. And I think it's really important to constantly engage in anything that you find even remotely interesting and expanding your worldview because that is really important for growth. Mm -hmm. And something I've definitely found in college that it's really tough sometimes to get intellectual wellness outside of classes. Like, of course, we're going to class, we're doing our thing, busy, 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 but it's so busy to the point where, like, you just kind of, you get home and you're like, all right, I'm going to do not anything <laughs> I fully like every year when I pack I bring like like 15 books yeah. and I don't read any of them by the end of the year when I move out oh again it's so hard yeah I used to read so much in middle school or whatever and now I, I there's this one book I took literally over a year to complete yeah. <laughs> why, why is intellectual wellness important to you um I think for me the reason why it's important is it's just always been something that's a part of my life. Like what you were saying about reading in middle school, I definitely relate to that as well. Audrey and I talk about it too. We loved Percy Jackson in yes. elementary school and middle school. So I think that reading was kind of like that first gateway for me in terms of thinking about how my activities outside of the stuff I have to do, like classes or extracurriculars can kind of um, play into my intellectual domain of wellness. And then it grew to like, I like to keep a regular journal I'm just kind of writing stuff in my day I think that's something that relates to intellectual wellness for me and then like Audrey said just trying to learn things when I have the opportunity and I think that can even go back to like being an active listener just with your friend group like it we all experience having lunch at the dining halls or whatever with our friends and just kind of learning something from them that plays into your intellectual domain of wellness and I think it's really easy to get down on yourself for wanting to go back to your dorm after a long day of classes and just watch tv and then maybe feeling bad about yourself that you weren't furthering your intellectual pursuits but just by you know being alive and talking to other people you're doing that every day so yeah I agree existing Mm -hmm. as a student on this campus or any campus you are constantly just taking in information and there are Mm -hmm. opportunities to take in information and learn about different types of people and different types of activities like everywhere it's so important to like I like to look at all of um like the bulletin boards in every building and just see Mm -hmm. what all of the other clubs are doing and if there's anything I can go to I go to it just because even if I have no affiliation with those people whatsoever it's fun to just see what other people are doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we do get a lot of intellectual stimulation while we're at college but if we're not in college or something in breaks a lot of times I end up doing absolutely nothing and like rotting my brain Mm -hmm. with social media for way too long Mm -hmm. how like what if we don't have that intellectual wellness component like what could happen I think for me I find myself 
my mood is a lot shorter. I'm, I get a little bit angrier, I guess. And for me, it's almost the same effect of people who like to exercise regularly on the days when they don't, or if they get off on a period of time, they just report it's not feeling like them best, their best selves. And that's totally the same with me for intellectual wellness as well. Like I remember, I think maybe I was talking to my mom about this one time and I was like, I always just feel better when I opt for a book over like scrolling on social media media or something like that. I always feel better when I get up and go for a run and do yoga. And it's hard to do those things every day, but I do just feel such a difference when I actually do them. Um, And I think it's much more widely accepted that we all need that physical exercise in order to feel our best, but we need that intellectual stimulation as well. I, I think they're really, really similar in that way. My response is slightly more existential than that. (laughs) I feel like when I'm not engaging in any type of like, like learning or activity that's like not outside of like the path I am taking to a career later, like my degree and my core classes and everything. I feel like if I don't like experience any stimulation outside of those things, I just get like so like stagnant and stressed. There's like tunnel vision going to this one thing that's like not making me happy anymore. And I feel like, like having a balance in between things that I absolutely have to be doing mm-hmm. and things that are just for funsies yeah. is like, it like keeps me going for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And how does intellectual wellness kind of differ from some of the other dimensions? Like I know it can probably pretty be pretty similar to like occupational wellness, mental well-being, all of that. Yeah. I, I think the obvious connection is that people think it's really similar to occupational wellness, like you said, but it's really not. And Audrey touched on this with what they just said, but just the idea of only learning for your career or the only only learning for your classes or the next goal. And I think it kind of relates back to that idea of if you're always just trying to reach the next goal, you're never really going to be satisfied. And it's really easy to get caught up with that, um, with your own intellectual pursuits and then have that directly related to occupational as well. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty clear connection between them but it's something it doesn't have to be that way I think they should be more separated yeah intellectual wellness as a dimension is really like interesting specifically for our demographic Mm -hmm. as students because you think that because we're like full-time college students and we're taking all these classes with full schedules you'd think that intellectual wellness would just be automatically fulfilled every Mm -hmm. day because we're putting so much time into it constantly but the reality is is that like the workload of a college student is overwhelming and it like tends to like suck out the passion you have for things that you're studying, even if you really enjoy them, just constantly putting work into that that you don't enjoy, like affects that dimension of your life and it doesn't make it as fulfilling as it should be. So it's difficult to like find a balance between all of the things that are being put on top of you and on top of your schedule and also just like engaging in things that genuinely make you happy that no one's Mm -hmm. forcing you to do. And what's some advice that you all have for balancing that dimension of wellness with the others? Because, of course, all the eight dimensions of wellness, it's not even. Like, it's we don't need to have the same amount of care for mm. all of the dimensions. And it's going to differ from person to person. But, like, you know, sometimes I enjoy rotting my brain with social media for a while and <laughs> not being intellectual. But, yeah, what are some ways that we can maybe balance that with everything else? This is why I love the internet because there are so many ways to just find out new information, regardless of whether it's true or not, just by going online and finding something. I love personally 
video essays on YouTube I that are like an hour long about like the most like specific, like out of nowhere topic. Like one time I spent two hours watching a video essay on the history of Disney fast pass. <laughs> and I don't like it. It was a popular video. Didn't it go? Yeah. It like, it like blew up really quickly. And I don't know anything about how theme parks work or the economic theory behind like using a fast pass and stuff, but it was just a way to like sit in my bed, not move, listen to a guy talk about Disney parks for two hours and I learned something and I felt better by the end. So highly recommend video essays. I recommend TikTok accounts that like have intellectual stuff on them. I follow like beekeepers. I know about <laughs> beekeeping now. There's, there's so many places you can just find like random information and it fulfills that urge a little bit. Yeah. Um, I can confirm that Audrey loves those videos and I think I should <laughs> get into much. them myself. <laughs> but I I don't use social media really. Um, so for me, it'd be a little bit different. And I think it actually, it goes back to the reflection piece as well for me. If I'm feeling kind of, like you said, like I'm having a hard time reaching that harmony with my intellectual domain of wellness. Oftentimes we're doing way more for our eight dimensions of wellness than we realize. And I think that having that self-compassion piece with yourself and thinking about how much you have done that day that is relating to it. Cause like we said earlier, um, if you're a human getting up out of bed every day, you're going to learn something. You're going to experience something. It's going to be new. And that relates to your intellectual dimension of wellness. So I think that reflecting back on what you did that day one of my favorite ways to do it is by talking with my friends or when I call my family at home just to kind of give them a rundown of what I did that day and what I learned both in and out of the classroom and it um I think it will increase your sense of pride and self-compassion that you have for yourself as well um so that relates to intellectual dimension of wellness but I think it's really applicable to all eight too for sure and so Another thing that we were talking about earlier is like having friends who share intellectual hobbies or just making friends where you can talk about it. So I think a lot of times with my friends, like I, I think a lot of my friends have more intellectual hobbies than me and not in the fact that I don't do intellectual things, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of the things I do in my free time are just like doing things with my hands or watching mm -hmm. a video. It's not necessarily like exploring a new thing. So I was wondering like what your thoughts were about kind of having quote unquote intellectual hobbies and also how to share that intellectual wellness with others. Yeah, I think with what you were saying too, it all goes back to what our definition of intellectual would be as well. And um, per the tagline of all eight dimensions of wellness, it looks different to everyone. The harmony that, that we reach with it is different for everyone. So I think that in that way, um, like we, we should broaden that definition a little bit more um, because it can get very constricting to feel like I have to be reading or I have to be learning something new in a formal manner. Like um, even if it is a video essay yeah. or something, but you can be creating something. And I, I think that's a completely valid form of intellectual expression too, because that is learning something in a new way because you're creating something totally new. So yeah, that'd be my answer. Yeah, I think we, um, or a lot of people's instinct is to, to associate the word intellectual with like higher level academia mm -hmm. as if like there's like the int the intellectual dimension of wellness is for like that higher level like pristine like kind of learning and education that's like um like professional or more um appealing to other people but I think it's anything that you use your brain for anything where you're just engaging your brain and so if you're making something that like using your hands that's like a totally valid way to engage that as long as you're like 
like honed in on something on one activity and like in the moment present and using your brain to figure something out. I think that Mm -hmm. works perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. And do you think there's ever like a difference maybe between thinking about your short term intellectual wellness versus your long term? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, Because sometimes I think we get little bursts of energy. Like sometimes you might just want to paint. And like I have like watercolor supplies and I pull them out like once every six months probably. (laughs) But sometimes I just really need that. But I still would kind of put that as an activity that I do, even though it's not super frequent. Um, But then, like I said, I like to journal. And that's something that I hope to keep doing for a long time. So that's a habit that I had to develop and kind of work into my schedule as well. So I think there is a difference in between these bursts of energy or creativity that we have that relates to intellectual stimulation um, and then longer term goals that we set up and again those long-term goals don't have to be related to your career that's if you want them to be that's totally fine but I think that's people's first assumption is that if I'm thinking about a long-term intellectual goal it should be about what kind of job I'm going to have or the extra extracurriculars I'm going to be a part of my four years at William and Mary like it all I think we just need to broaden our definition yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I think there's um there's a lot of trouble in making sure that we distinguish between intellectual and occupational, especially mm-hmm. if you're just like looking at it at a glance, you think they're probably very intertwined, especially because we are at a university and oftentimes <laughs> they are intertwined almost completely. I think it's really important when you're looking like between short term and long term, definitely what Anne Ryan said, making sure that you're separating them and focusing on what you're passionate about and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So one more question what is one piece of advice each of you have for someone who maybe they're kind of swamped in classes, doing all the things, but they still feel a little bit intellectually just dull? Like what's one thing that they could do? I think that there's a lot less effort you need to put into intellectual stimulation than you think. Mm -hmm. I think that like information is everywhere. We are, I mean, not to like go crazy, but like it is the (laughs) 21st century. It is so easy to learn things and to find new things and to like have new experiences. And so the idea of like looking at intellectual wellness as like this huge project or like endeavor that you have to put so much of your like cognitive energy into is kind of putting yourself at a disadvantage because really it is like so much easier than you think to engage with your brain and engage in your interests as long as you have free time. So mm-hmm. like reevaluating, I guess, where you're at, what parts in your life are like making you so exhausted so as to not be able to like look for intellectual stimulation in your free time and like maybe reevaluating like what am I doing that I'm actually passionate about and what am I learning about that I'm actually passionate about and what is that like doing for me? Am I engaging in the right things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would second everything Audrey said, Um, and it just relates to the idea, I think, that Kelly Crace pushes a lot, too, with flourishing and um, authentic excellence and the idea of if you're stressed over something, it's usually because you're passionate about it, and that could be what's happening to a lot of people. Sometimes we do get in classes that we don't like and we have to take, and they are just kind of hard to chug through, but other times you might be enjoying them a little bit more than you think. You might be picking up on the um, your intellectual stimulation in places that you don't even know is happening, um, but if you do want a more formal way um I it probably doesn't work for everyone but sometimes like I know people who just put it in their planner like if they're trying to read more for fun they just put schedule it in and have them physically check it off and then it just becomes a part of their daily routine um getting kind of relates to the way that you schedule your workout in your planner um 
if you're trying to form these more long-term habits like that, um, that's something that I've done before, but it's totally different for everyone. And um, just give yourself more credit, I think. <laughs> I love that. No, I definitely too often just like look in my planner at all the things and like, oh, well, that's free time and I'm going to do this then. And mm-hmm. then I totally don't. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, schedule and self-care for yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, thank you so much, Anne Ryan. Thank you so much, Audrey, for joining me today. This Thank you was for having us. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Helmendaller. Dollar.